0: Again, it's Julia Zeta from Taste Bud Traveller and Better Homes and Gardens magazine with Ben Alcock, a world travel blogger of great renown. <laughs> ben, Julie. hello to you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. It's Switzerland today. I know. I can't wait. Isn't it fantastic? Now, I'm going to kick off because I've got a better connection with Switzerland okay. than you do. And what's that? My father was born there right. and despite being Italian in terms of passports and heritage etc. Yeah. He was born in St. Gallen in Switzerland, which interestingly enough at that time was the lace making capital of the world. Who would know that? Mm. It exported more lace across the countries everywhere, Europe, Asia, the Americas. Than any other country, there was from that little town. Right. The one that came from them specifically, which was a happy accident, was gapure lace, which was really fashionable some years ago. And it's it's a sort of lace with holes in it. Um, and what happened was they created this amazing lace that was just beautiful across the fabric. And then they washed it in a particular detergent, hmm. and the detergent ate up all the fabric that didn't have any stitching on it. And they went, "Oh wow. my god, look at this!" And the then magic they went, trick. "Oh." This is stunning. Hmm. So Gapure lace became worldwide. Sort of accidental couture. Accidental capure, And <laughs> the other one and then I will talk about other things, but I get excited about the lace making. Michelle Obama wore a very beautiful green lace outfit mm-hmm. at the inauguration of President Obama's day. And it came from St. Oh wow. Yes. So what about you in Switzerland, mister?
1: So yeah, I have had a kind of quick Um, jaunt through Switzerland um, on a journey that kind of took me from Munich through Switzerland into the north of Italy all by rail so I got a really good look at how the train system works over there with incredible precision um, and with stops in Interlaken and and St Moritz and you know at any fine purveyor of chocolate along the way.
0: What were the Alps like?
1: Oh they're just astonishingly beautiful and for, I guess, many Australians who don't visit the ski fields or haven't been to New Zealand or anywhere else, to kind of drop yourself in the Alps like that is remarkable. I mean, they're just astonishingly beautiful and, you know, the ability to kind of jump on a train or on some kind of alpine road and just wend your way through them um, with every at the every single turn being a kind of breathtaking you know, gasp for, for air, not just because of the altitude, um, it's amazing. It's really, you know, it's it's it kind of takes you out of a very familiar landscape and drops you in one that's quite striking. And too
0: beautiful. So what are you eating along the way? Do you remember what where you stopped?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I remember um, breakfasts that were very sort of cheese and cold cuts, lots of cold meats and yes. cheese and, and, you know, hearty bread, really kind of solid bread and crackers and those things. And then I think pretty much from there it's just straight into hot chocolate.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Well, because it's one of the chocolate capitals of the world, if not the chocolate capital of
1: the world, is yeah. it not? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and and it's such a sophisticated, calm, beautiful, organised country. In fact, apart from the Alps, I think everywhere you go in Switzerland is amazing. Have you been to Geneva on mm-hmm. the lake? No. Oh, breathtaking beyond mm. words. And then you've got Lucerne mm-hmm. and Lausanne both equally as beautiful and in Lucerne there's that bridge that that you see, that walking bridge that takes you across and when you're there you're lakeside again with the Alps in the distance. The other thing about Switzerland I think is the old buildings when you get to those cities I just love it. It's because it's been sort of quietly there while the world rages around it. It's just the most amazing place. Tell us about St. Moritz, for goodness sake.
1: Well, it's quite fancy, as you would expect. Um, And, yeah, again, one of those beautiful kind of mountain hamlets surrounded by mountains and set on a gorgeous lake. Beautiful old stone architecture and um, a particularly memorable night in a whiskey bar, of all things, in St. Moritz. You remember? Of course, and
0: yeah. it wasn't so memorable then. <laughs> I have to say,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but just lovely. I mean, they're kind—they are literally postcard perfect. All those towns, and it's funny. Even the big cities. You think of Zurich, for example. They're—they're they're really at—they're at a really human scale. They're not massive. They're not these huge metropolises. So, super easy to get around once you're in them. And the other thing I quite love. I mean, the country is so compact as well, but and and it's relatively quick to get from place to place. But you're never travelling very fast. Everything's at a really nice pace. Nothing flashes past the window without, you know, you having an ability to get a a good look at it. And that's what makes travel there really, really nice to me. It's a nice pace, it's on time, and it's astonishingly beautiful.
0: And a couple of years ago I was in Zurich, uh, which is now emerging as one of the most modern cities, so contemporary in all of Europe. So it's taken the old parts of Switzerland and turned them into these fabulous destinations for food again, which is just wonderful and modern and fresh and clean, and the cheese is like you said. And you can always indulge and you can have a chocolate for one thigh mm-hmm. and a chocolate <laughs> for another thigh. Of course. And then you can have just chocolate for every other part of your body, <laughs> yeah. which is so delicious, yeah. yes. So are you
1: a regular visitor given the family connection? Have you been...?
0: Uh, no, I've <laughs> been t- twice. Um, but surprisingly this time, which was more recent, of course... The history of, of the little city and its architecture really moved me. But we just absolutely moved from lace making to lace making. And mm-hmm. if you saw what they were doing in that place, um, it is just breathtaking like the Alps. Mm. And it started off with hand-making lace and then it turned into a couple of men who bought machines and that's how it developed. But your breath is taken away from you in Switzerland Every which way you turn. Now there's the rail system too, Mm -hmm. apparently, which is just stunning.
1: Yeah, the the trains are amazing and, um, you know, we kind of zipped around from, you know, with many, many um, changes of trains in various towns. We get one train to, you know, here and another one to there and there were literally minutes between them and our ability to just kind of saunter across to the next platform and pick up that train was, was quite amazing. Um, and then there are some sort of iconic trains like the Glacier Express, which um, is hilariously known as the slowest express train in the world and for good reason because they want you to take in the surroundings as you go.
0: It also sounds like a movie title. Was there a murder aboard or anything when you were there?
1: I can't confirm nor deny that, Julia.
0: Oh, Ben, yeah, can yeah. we discuss that later?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We can Thank do you. that off air. But but uh, that's one of those um, the trains with those enormous windows, those massive panoramic windows and windows kind of that curve over the you know the ceiling above you, and um, it's just one kind of ridiculous vista down a valley and across mountains after another. Absolutely beautiful.
0: You know, when I travel, I always think there are moments that stand out beyond, you know, you travel and travel and travel and there's so many things you do and see, but sometimes you just have moments. One of them for me was Napoleon's hat when I was there looking at Napoleon's hat. And on the very first time I saw- Where was that? The Parthenon. That was on Elba. Oh, okay. From, you know, off the coast of Italy. But Switzerland, um, interestingly enough, those- alps when you just stand there and look at them or travel through them that in itself is a moment it's actually a country not to be missed Mm. though we're inclined to miss it a lot i would just recommend it out of hand all the time. If you're going to Europe, Switzerland's one, whether you're there for a day, two days, five days, or you do any of those road or rail trips, it is absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I think
1: a lot of people almost pigeonhole it as a winter destination as well, but it's absolutely glorious in summer and um, very very much these kind of so-called ski destinations are really coming to life in summer now with all kinds of other activities like mountain biking and, you know, obviously getting out and sampling the food and wine and and really kind of indulging. So, yeah, it's a year-round destination for sure.
0: And of course, Ben, Switzerland was neutral during the Second World War, Mm -hmm. safest place for them to be. But born out of that was the Swiss Army Knife. Of course. Do you know the story of it?
1: Oh, not really.
0: Oh, Oh, fantastic. The Swiss guys had them, these knives that were their utility knives, and the Americans went, oh my Lord, what is that? Can we have them as well? So then Victorinox came into play, or as many of the Swiss Army Knife brands that there are. And developed them primarily for the American soldiers, and now, of course, it's one of Switzerland's greatest exports. And what they're known for? Do you yeah, have a, one?
1: I had them growing up, but uh, you know, for use during school camps and outward bound adventures Absolutely and those fabulous. kind of things. But I think it, that really came into its own when I was. Uh, I was a long way from home. I was in South America somewhere and um, I had sort of unwisely got my nose pierced and I needed urgently to remove that from my nose and the Swiss Army knife came in unbelievably handy, Julia. Saved my life. See, saved my nostril anyway.
0: Ben, yeah. thrilled to hear that you yeah. had one of those things in your nose. It yeah. makes you a whole different person. It does, yeah. Very cool bananas. Yeah. You know, Swiss Army knives, you'd want one. They can it?
1: actually do anything. I mean, it wasn't specifically a tool for what I was trying to use. I definitely improvised with a, with a blade and um, – and a very steady hand, and uh, here we are. Here we are today, <laughs> it's still God, intact.
0: Ben, you've got to love a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yeah. While you were travelling, let me just ask you: Did you open your own Swiss bank account? And do you have it? And can we share
1: it? Um, I, again, I can't share that information with you, Julia. But oh, ben. Um, yeah, maybe we better go and check it out.
0: Yes, you're not very kind of these things, anyway. Well, I'm very
1: cagey. When, when you think of Swiss food, what comes to mind?
0: Um, Well, Mm. probably fondues and cheese, fondues primarily, but there may be French, I'm not sure. But there's a lot of Swiss
1: fondue, isn't there? Well, there is. I mean, for me, that's the first thing I think of, but I'm not sure I've ever had one. Have you had a proper fondue?
0: Oh, I haven't had a fondue since the 60s, So you might remember? have to dust
1: off your fondue kit when yes. you get home. Yes, yes, remember? A go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all got one. But
0: probably. we have got one. Yeah. Worthwhile bringing it out and just going after those Swiss cheeses. Yeah. Imagine if your country were known for cheese and chocolate. Could you possibly miss it as one of your destinations?
1: Well, no. no. Uh, to me, that would be um, make for a very happy um, populace. So they would be very, very happy people eating cheese and chocolate.
0: So it's it's one not to be missed, as I said before. Go just for the Vista, go for the cheeses and go because your hips probably need to be a little bigger via the chocolate shops. Yeah,
1: and look, it's quite easy to get to as well. I mean, you can fly one stop into Switzerland, into Zurich, um, without any trouble at all. So, And then you could use that perhaps as your base to explore the rest of Europe.
0: And the other very colourful thing about the Swiss is they have four Swiss languages, don't they? No. German-based, Italian-based. French. French-based and then just plain Swiss-based. yeah. 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 Give it a run. Yeah, Give all those a, right. a try when you're travelling. That's an interesting one. So yeah. you can say ciao. You can say au revoir. Au revoir. Bonjour. Bonjour. What's the German one that you can use? Bitte. Dankeschön. Ah, Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. You yeah. see we have our German counterpart yeah. right here in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Switzerland, Ben.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Let's okay. do it. Julia, where are we off to now? I'm feeling... Crisp Alpine Air, where should we uh, Where should we go and who are we talking to?
0: Lucky you, because we're bringing in Birgit Weingartner. Now, I would suspect that you say Weingartner if you're in Switzerland. So let's do that. Birgit Weingartner, she's the marketing manager of Switzerland Tourism. She's going to take us all over. Not only cowbells and crisp Alpine Air, but you wait for cheese and chocolate and road tours through those
1: Alps. Fantastic. Geil. Fantastic. Oh listen, stop it.
0: <laughs> Switzerland bugit, one of the most extraordinary places on the on the planet, um, in terms of its scenery, its lakes, its mountains. Tell us what you think people should feel after what they should see in Switzerland.
2: Nature. Calmness, lake, fresh water, cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They should see a natural way of travelling with a calmness to it. Because it's not such
0: a big country, is it? If we were to compare it to a state in Australia…
2: It is smaller than Tasmania. Smaller than Tasmania, yes. Yes. And 60% is mountains. And
0: 60% is mountains. That's why whenever you turn around and look somewhere, you can see
1: something amazing.
0: There's a hill. (laughs) Ben, your memories of it, you've been…
1: Yeah, my memories are of… Incredible mountains and seeing a lot of it from trains and on the odd occasion when we were travelling in the afternoon, just wishing the sun wouldn't go down yes. because it was so beautiful. It was like, oh, someone's going to turn the lights out on this. Like just amazing kind of slideshow of beautiful vistas between mountains and lakes and meadows on hillsides and so, and the odd cowbell, as you say. It's
2: the hashtag no filter.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, but just you know, <laughs> a particularly beautiful place. Yes. yes, it is, and it felt very easy to get around.
2: And, very convenient. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Particularly with public transport. Right. We do have it covered with public transport during all the seasons, all four seasons. You get around very conveniently, on time, on the Swiss public transport.
1: The time thing, the precision <laughs> is off the charts. Have you travelled by rail? Do Julia, know, I don't
2: remember
0: about the trains being late because they obviously weren't late. <laughs>
1: so so <laughs> yes. I, I remember, I, I, you know, I was hosted and I and, yes. I and I looked at the itinerary beforehand and there were, you know, we arrive into one train station at 6.41 and at 6.43 we'd be on the next train and I was just in an immediate panic going, no way we're going to make the 6.43. And my host, Perfect. calm, casual, two minutes was plenty to get from, you know, wherever to meet the next train it was astonishing that it just ran literally like clockwork. Now the iconic cities, yes,
0: Zurich, Geneva, Lucerne, Lucerne, Interlaken, and Lausanne,
2: Lausanne, Montreux, yes, Basel.
0: Yes, you see, there's so many that we we yeah, there's, there's keep on thinking many. that the big ones are the ones that matter most. Go through them as you find them your favourites.
2: My Zurich hometown. I can't deny that. <laughs> Basel is beautiful, a uh, central for all the museums, cultural, the cultural city. Montreux is the Riviera on the Lake Geneva, with the Lavaux, with the wine region, just next to it. Beautiful. Interlaken, with the Jungfrau Joch in the background. Great spot to start your outdoor, um, experience, outdoor actions. Lucerne, with the lake, with the Vierwaldstättersee, Lake Lucerne in English. Beautiful with the cows around it, lots of mountains to experience, and beautiful buildings around that. Beautiful, yeah. yes, and the Chapel Bridge. So yes, just a
0: bridge. few, just a few of many. Now, if you were taking, if you were going to Switzerland for the first time, what would your major route be? Would you start in Zurich? Would you go? Would you start in Lausanne? Lausanne. Where would you begin, and what would you think were the three must visits? You
2: would probably start in Zurich, where the airport is, and then I would do the becoming grand. really modern, isn't it? Yes, yes. very modern. S- yes. Still a small airport, yes. very convenient. The train station is just underneath. You go two escalators down, and you have the trains. You hop on on time, <laughs> and it connects you to, to everywhere in in Switzerland, even Europe. So I would start in Zurich and do I would do a grand train tour, and that connects you with all the highlights mountains and cities but you travel on the scenic range which which is a real highlight in switzerland
0: now in in that case because we've heard a lot about train travel in switzerland being not so much about train travel but more about vista and experience um and what you're feeling is what you're watching as you're on the train so should people work out their own timetable, t- time or, sh- or or is there another way that we can get there um Is there something better that you can do so you don't have to worry so much about, what was it, 6.41 to 6.43, seven minutes, that's all you need.
2: (laughs) Um, Switzerland is a very unique country when it comes to travelling on the public transport because it is such a dense network, you don't need train reservations at all. So um you've got a pass, it's called the Swiss travel pass, with that that allows you a hop on, hop off of all the public transport in Switzerland. So that takes all the stress out of your travelling. So if you have a beautiful Swiss breakfast in the morning, you're enjoying yourself, you did want to go on the nine o'clock train, but you just enjoy it. <laughs> you relax and go on the ten o'clock or ten yeah. thirty train. Which or makes to, all the difference. To the 30. Or if you, n- like, if you like if you like that beautiful light in the afternoon. You don't need to hurry from the mountain, you just stay, take the last cable car down because there's always trains going and taking you wherever you need to so go. So that,
1: that pass will work on cable cars, trams, it, suburban it, trains, buses, yep, that yep. kind of
2: thing? even the ferries on the, on the, um, the lakes and the rivers. Okay. Yes.
1: That's brilliant because that's one of the things when you're travelling somewhere that a great way to connect with the place is to use the public transport, but often it's a bit terrifying. You're like, is it a card? Do I need a token? Is this a cash situation? How do I actually get on the bus? And if that's taken away by this... Um,
2: so e-ticket, you you've got it on your mobile phone or your device, wow. hop on, hop off. And you even have the online timetable, which is, you know, as you know, mm-hmm. it is always on Accurate. time. So you don't mm-hmm. you don't get lost because you know 5.15, mm-hmm. that bus is leaving. <laughs> and the next bond is twenty-seven, so sure there's no article. stress involved.
1: I'm sure I read something uh, where a, one of the Swiss public transport services apologised for a service leaving early. <laughs>
2: <laughs> early,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 they do that yeah. Yeah. absolutely because mm. they've
2: got connecting mm. yeah. trains, mm. but they need to apologise if it's two minutes late officially. There so there you go.
1: Yeah. You mentioned the scenic. Train trips. Yes, yep. w- what are they and which cities do they connect?
2: They do connect the major hubs in the mountains. So the most, um, probably well known is the Glacier Express, mm-hmm. which is the slowest express train in the world, I suppose. <laughs> Takes eight hours <laughs> and it connects Samat mm-hmm. and St. Moritz. But ah. it's beautiful. It goes through the whole range of the Alps in the south. Oh. It's, it's an amazing journey. It you- must be breathtaking. Oh, it is. It is. It's beautiful winter or summer. Amazing. You get your lunch served on the train. You've got your headphones. You get the history. Oh, it's, it's got the sort of
1: panoramic windows and it's got, beautiful yeah.
2: panoramic train uh, um, carriages. Yes. I must do. That's just one of them. Is Switzerland considered a destination
0: on its own or do people go to Europe and add Switzerland? And if so, should they begin in Switzerland? Because I don't know that we know as much about it as
2: we do about all the other countries. Mm. We've got a lot of people that are coming back as a standalone Switzerland. Yes. They've been to Switzerland on a trip through Europe. Yes. But they're all coming back because they want to see more. And the best way is still, I think, in Europe to arrive at a smaller airport. Because it's all overwhelming when you arrive at one of these big hubs. So Zurich or Geneva, they're very convenient. They're smaller, not as many people. The train station is right there. Great way to start, even for single travelers. You know, they're not quite as confident. I think that's the best way to start your trip. And then take it from there. And you can easily spend two or three weeks in Switzerland. And that's what we see with arrivals out of Australia. Um, they're now, average time they're staying is eight days.
1: And are they going at a particular time of year, or it is still it still mainly summer? Okay.
2: but winter is growing fast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now we hear a lot about rail. Tell
0: us some more about the rail.
2: So, as I said, the rail is a very, very convenient way of travelling. It's independent. Um, you've got your Swiss travel pass. You can do the scenic trains with that pass. You can do the buses, which is part of the of yes. the rail system. But if people are not as calm about traveling independent there's always a way of going in as a group there's small group tours um, I know of Colette they've got a small group tour in Switzerland based on public transport So to do everything by train which is and you're looked after okay. you looked after you don't have to think about a thing not at all
0: shuffling yourself only between the 641 and, and the 640 someone making sure you there and step
1: off and get on the next train exactly. yeah that's yes. a lovely way to get around.
0: Now, we've been talking earlier about Switzerland, Ben and I, and one of the most amazing things for me was that Gallen, where my father was born, which we talked about, is the lace-making capital or was the lace, is the lace-making capital of Switzerland and was one of the largest exporters of lace to the world around the turn of the century, which is just a phenomenon that most people don't know about. However, tell us more about the cheese and chocolates of Switzerland
2: outstanding, uh, mm-hmm. best in the world, yes, I would say, of course. because they come from happy cows. <laughs> they come <laughs> the happy cows that live up in the mountains mm. all summer. So we still got the tradition. We bring them up with a big ceremony in spring, get them up to the Alps, and they stay up there till September, and then we bring them down. But the cheese is made up there, oh, wow. and that's the best milk for the cheese. You know, that's, that's the nature – the the beautiful herbs, happy cows. That's the happy cheese we eat.
0: That's right. So like, cheese why so is so good. something that you must eat oh,
2: yes. when you're in Switzerland. Absolutely,
0: At just, every meal. Yeah, yeah.
1: and if we're trying to tickle our taste buds. What else are we having that's kind of uniquely Swiss on our uh, on our beside, plates?
2: Beside food or on the plates, yeah, 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 well, yeah. The, the chocolate, the of course. the yeah. cheese and the chocolate. The chocolate yeah. Yeah. and wine. There Mm. is some beautiful wine. It's the problem. There's not much uh, exported because we drink it all ourselves. (laughs) It's very good. (laughs)
1: very good.
2: Yes. (laughs) So you need to travel to Switzerland to actually Mm. taste it with the cheese, the wine, and you might be in the Lavaux in a UNESCO heritage area where they produce a lot of that beautiful wine.
0: So when you go to a restaurant in Switzerland, what, what should
2: you be ordering or does the food change from area to area? It is because we've got the four official languages with those cultural sure, areas course. there is the different food. Language food and the traditional meals as well. So you always order the local food with the local wine. Just ask what is local and go with it. It's the best. So the four four languages that, that are affecting Switzerland or the Swiss language, which are the German, yes, French, Italian and Romance. And Romance. Romance is in the Grison area, St Moritz, yes. that area, Davos, that area. I think you were very close to that area. I, you most certainly need to go there next time. Yeah, Switzerland.
1: Yes. beautiful. Have
2: yeah. you heard the language? I
1: don't recall You're... being aware of it, but I'm, I'm fascinated that the – I guess when you think about it, it's, it makes sense that the regions with those languages, the everything's affected by that culture, the food – all all kinds of things. I find that really interesting.
2: And it still get taught at school, which is yeah, amazing. So they still they've they've got school books. It's a very small population. They still speak the language. But so how many languages do Swiss people normally speak? Normally two. Yes, of our own and then English on top
0: yes it's it's there is no trouble with the language if you mm. go to Switzerland mm. and you can't speak any of them.
2: Well, because we have four languages that we normally speak i I have French as my second language, but then if I go to the Italian part of Switzerland or the Romansch, I can't really speak French or German to them, so we switch to English hmm. ah, so that's the common the language yeah. in between so the ski fields yes favorite. Off you go. (laughs) We compare, you know, the skiing, people ask me a lot. What's so special about the skiing? For us, it's the original skiing. It's a a lifestyle. It's not only the sport as we see it. You go down to the beach. It's not only the water and swimming. It's a lifestyle. Mm. You go down there and you spend all Sunday. That's what we do. We take our skis. We go up to the mountains. We ski very seriously for a couple of hours. But then the go-away lunch... The drinks and the whole atmosphere with the music, that's part of it. And then in the afternoon, if you go back to skiing, you're lucky. If not, you just try to make your way down (laughs) and then there's a pre-ski. So it is a whole lifestyle.
0: So are you you all very close
2: to uh, some ski fields? From Zurich, you're in the closest ski fields within an hour. Wow. Good lord! So, if you arrive at the airport and you want to go skiing for a day, you hop on the train, and within an hour forty-five minutes, you're on the ski field.
1: And what's the ski all season by like? public transport? What's the?
2: We start, I would say, early December. It depends on how high the uh, the village and the resort is. Early December till end of April.
0: And right now, it's beautiful summer. What's your favorite?
2: My favorite is late summer. Yes. End of August, early September. Ferragosta is past, yes. so all the tourists have left. <laughs> Some are still there, but it's not as crowded. I wanted to say, and you've got the long night, so it only gets dark mm. at ten o'clock at no. night. The lakes are super warm. You get the first snow on the highest mountains. So you go in the morning. You go hiking. You touch snow. You come down to the city and you swim in the lake and you swim in the lake and you look back and mm-hmm. see the mountains where you were in the morning. And it's just magnificent. It's a little touch of heaven, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Now, just, just for all our taste bud travellers, give
0: us the best way to eat. I know you talked about the four different areas, but generally
2: speaking, have a hearty breakfast. Yes, because that's what we do. We're active in Switzerland. So we have a hearty breakfast with our muesli, a beautiful bread and cheese, and the hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then you go outside. that's goes. a breakfast staple, cheese is, and a hot chocolate. Yeah. So mm. you need to be active. So you go outside, you cycle, you swim, you hike, you earn your next meal, which is lunch. You know, you are somewhere <laughs> in <laughs> a hut on a beautiful meal, yes. terrace in the sun looking at the Matterhorn. And you want to eat that beautiful salad with the herbs from the garden. So you need to hike a couple of hours to deserve that meal, that next meal. And then there's afternoon tea. You know, there's, you know, it keeps going. It keeps going. And dinner? And dinner. If you've done a lot, you've been skiing, you have a fondue at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> and Switzerland's main dishes, I'm, I'm thinking only Swiss, the Swiss roll here, which might not indeed be Swiss at all. But is there a
2: classic Swiss dish? Roastie. The roastie will be a very classic Swiss dish. Roastie is just potato. It's, you know, a poor, That was a farmer's dish for the poor people. It was just grated um, potatoes in butter, roasted in a pan. And if you have eggs, you put an egg on top. If you have cheese,
1: put cheese on top. And a glass of what what kind of wine would you have with your Rosti?
2: Oh, we would have a Feschi or um, a Riesling Silvane from the Zurich area. Beautiful. So your top tips for travellers? Three of them. Three. Um, Travel on public transport. Yes. Get yourself a Swiss travel pass. Great tip. Go to smaller places, not to the big hubs. Yes, a bit less well known, equally beautiful, or even more beautiful, and try to get all the four language areas in because Mm. they're four completely different experiences. We need you to come back at other times and
0: talk to us some more. We'll get you seasonally, so you can talk (laughs) all about. I'd love that (laughs) winter, and then you can talk all about autumn, and then all about summer. As well, but and and beautifully spring what the main flowers are and the trees and the vegetation. But thank you. You you you. know Switzerland; it's a must see, must do destination, isn't it? Painted a beautiful picture. Yes, yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Great pleasure. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank Thank you so much. And did you get Swiss?
1: Absolutely. What? (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. Mm.
0: Now Ben, you know what, we're going to speak to somebody who really does know about Swiss food so we can find the best out about the fondue that you were mentioning earlier and a couple of other specialties and we're here to say hello to Lamberto Di Gioia. What a wonderful name, Lamberto. Thank you. And you, you, well-known foodie in terms of all things Swiss, let's just say that, and and a bit of Italy as well. But today we want you just to clarify some of the things that we need to know about
3: Swiss food. Sure. Um, well, first of all, I, I should say just for uh, for honesty, then, then I'm Italian, so it's a bit of a disclaimer <laughs> there. Uh, not Swiss, although I um, I could I was brought up really almost uh, in Switzerland because I used to go there. Uh, every year, uh, many times a year for skiing, but also in summer. Dad absolutely loved it. My brother was born there. My wow. uh, godparents were from there. So really, uh, it really stuck with me since the early uh, the early years.
0: So, so. If, if you said you had a Swiss accent, we could sort
3: of believe it. No, <laughs> just <laughs> but but, uh, but I guess I guess you wouldn't be able to tell. So <laughs> no. you know, we could. No, uh, we but could my make father was born in Switzerland. Oh, was he? Yes. Where about? Sungarland. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Okay. So anyway, over to you. Tell us about fondue to start with.
3: Yes, yeah, so uh, fondue is one, uh, it's, it's great that you asked that, because fondue is, uh, there's this, first of all, there's many of them. We often call fondue uh, everywhere around the world just fondue, but uh, uh, I could name uh, bourguignon and savoyard and uh, raclette. Hmm. Uh, and they often also, uh, some of these are even um, attributed to France, which is absolutely a nonsense. <laughs> I'm thinking about fondue bourguignon, for instance, yes. the, what, what comes to mind. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. Burgundy yes. will nothing, absolutely nothing to do with uh, with either. <laughs> uh, fondue bourguignon is uh, diced meat um, that uh, is put and, and cooked in the middle, in the center of the table, in a in a little hot pot mm-hmm. um, that um, that basically cooks the meat, mi- the meat with uh, with oil. Oh.
0: So it's only oil. Now, only oil. Do we need our wow. listeners to bring their fondue pot out, or can they just put a hot pot on? Something that needs to heat them in the yeah. middle of the table. Well, yeah, just a little hot, gas burner, yeah, is it?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. They use, uh, yes, either gas or uh, some flammable liquid or some jelly paste that they use to, to heat on it. On the table? On the table, on And the is it quite
1: hot? Like, is the oil It really is really hot.
3: Okay. It's actually frying, basically. So. And so
0: do you need to make sure that your house is not going to burn down, Lamberto, if you don't absolutely. know what you are doing absolutely. completely?
3: You have to be very delicate about it. Make sure you, you know, you uh, do the ding-ding in the middle to let the, any any drop of oil... Um, um, fall it's down and point, yeah. yeah, it could be dangerous, but so I go again
0: um, with purguignon, you've just got hot oil,
3: so exactly. So it may feel a little bit weird about it, but mm-hmm. trust me, it's really it cooks the meat really quickly. And, yeah. um, you guys, uh, love, um, how do you like your meat? Rare, perfect.
1: Yeah, or really slow-cooked and kind of falling aparty.
3: Okay, well, that's not about slow-cooking. Sure. In fact, what you cook is actually a very lean meal, so I'm okay. thinking really uh, filet. Oh, wow. Nothing but filet. You don't need any fat there because you've got the oil. And anyway, that taste would not go anywhere. It's not like when you barbecue or you do something a la piastra. Um, so you cook it really quickly and it and it really uh, um, does a crust outside mm-hmm. whilst leaving the, 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 the center of the, the piece, the, the dice, the cube, uh, nice and, and rare or so medium rare.
0: Normally when you when you cook a fondue meal, you put it in a cheese. So, c- tell me when I'm going off course here. Can I stop you? you normally. Fichet, going off piece here, yes.
3: Off-piste, oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're definitely uh, uh, in team. Um, uh, I stop you when you say normally, because the cheese fondue is one of, well, actually, there's two of the, the four main ones. So raclette is the one where you have the whole piece, half a moon of, of cheese, oh, or, yeah. and, and the name of the cheese is actually raclette. And it's actually heated up against a resistance, or even the best would be uh, next to a a fireplace. And then with a with a uh, wooden uh, spatula called uh, raclette, they they actually scrape it off on a potato, on a boiled potato, cracked pepper, some pickles, (laughs) and that's one of the best thing you can have. Wow! Of course, think Switzerland, you know, snow out there, cold, and it's it's really amazing. And cheese, and cheese. And also, the, the beauty the, there is that they do this um, uh, raw milk, uh, raclette. And raclette don't have brands. They, they, they have the name, they bear the names of the valley mm-hmm. they come from, and then a number, which is the number of the farmer oh, wow. who actually contributed the milk. So nice. you've got the Valenifier oh, 27, yeah. the Tourtman 6, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow.
0: But y- say, it, in the 60s and 70s, fondue was very popular here. It was very fashionable to have it. So it was… That
3: would have been a cheese fondue. That but was that, cheese. But that would be the, the, cheese, the, the normal cheese fondue. That's the Savoyard. So a hot pot mm-hmm. and three cheeses. So your Emmental, Gruyere and Comté. Uh, cheese in the middle with a bit of Kirsch or white wine. And then um, with a, on, skewer, on top of the steep yeah. or a skewer, you would yeah. put a piece of bread. And you would actually scoop up some cheese with that. That's a different fondue.
0: Have you got three pots though? If you've got three different cheeses, or do you mix them?
3: No, you mix them. You mix them all. Just melt them. Yeah.
0: So those, as as Ben was saying earlier, those. Fondue pots have been locked away in cupboards and not Gathering used for many years. Well, not,
3: years. not on mine. <laughs> not good. at yours. So they sh-
0: everybody should bring their fondue pot out and, mm. and start again.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what are the others?
3: The other one is one of my favourite, actually. We're back on uh, to meet – uh, still it but this time sliced as a carpaccio so you have to go to your butcher uh, book it in advance so that they can freeze the whole block and then uh, oh, wow. put it through the slices like, just yep. like prosciutto and um, and then what you do is in the hot pot this time instead of oil uh, this one is a very, I, li- I love it because it's nice and lean. You have a vegetable stock mm-hmm. right. with some Chinese mushrooms, you know, the, the really thin yes. one, the black ones. And, uh, and you start cooking the meat really slowly in this broth. Now, now it's a, bit, a little bit, um, stewed if you want. And as you go throughout the night, this stock that initially uh. is purely vegetable start getting absorbing that meat taste and it becomes amazing. And at the end of the meal, you crack open, uh, an egg, only the yolk. Uh, in uh, in everyone's um, you serve it, you serve basically the, the this broth is, This is in when a they've bowl. had a lot
0: to eat already. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
3: and then you, remember you're in Switzerland. It's called right. yes. exactly, um, and then you you serve this broth, this stock. That's absolutely beautiful in flavor and really intense. And uh, you add uh, an egg yolk in each one's uh, bowl and, and all, the, all the, um, the guests actually drink it. And oh, that's nice. how you… So, so do
0: you mix the egg yolk close. in for a person who cannot bear an egg that's raw? You'd have to take… Oh, it cooks. It cooks immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, you
3: put it in this, in this yes. stock um, that's, that's hot, that's been hot all night cooking on the… On wow. the
0: yeah That's and, it's, like. and it's, and, it's and, it, and, it,
3: and it is amazing now obviously with that you've got some side dishes and the sauces yes. are also uh, some of the protagonists of uh, <laughs> of uh, of this uh, uh, culinary gastronomic show so for the chinois you have rice you have a lot of like mushroom sauces uh, mayonnaise bernese. Uh, i love to make my own but uh, but obviously um, you know you, you can you can find it anywhere but, so this um, is
0: this is for the meat in the oil that you do this
3: for all of them well, for except the them. cheeses, so for the meat, yep. uh, either chinoise or la bourguignon, remember the the chunky cubes in yep. the oil, um, when you take the meat out, you actually dip it in uh, in a sauce so and what 's interesting about that actually <laughs> is that the plates. Um, the plates are whole different compartments so one for each sauce and then a bigger one for your um, for your meat
0: so mm. f- for those people who, who do not know anything about anything from my address right? is no. <laughs> <you> <laughs> Lumberto, what do you do with the people who say could we just have a little dish of tomato sauce as well
3: Oh well, that's where my Italianity comes out in all its ah, flavour. Oh, thank God, and, I thought uh, I was going oh, to go. terrible. And, um, but don't get me started there, because no. we'll be here all uh, all day, all all night.
0: So, but you can do that if it's. But it's the uh, it's the tomato paste. It's it's a sugo that you put there for people to dip for, into, not tomato sauce. Ketchup. For the, bottle. For the no. meat? Yeah, no, ketchup. no, no. I would
3: not no, ketchup. Ketchup. I yes, would catch they you would. can do that. I would do yeah, that oh, that is absolutely.
0: wonderful yeah. news yeah. for those of you listening who like a little tomato sauce. You are as sophisticated yeah. as those who don't want yeah, it. Yeah, why not? That's yeah. thrilling. Yeah. Other than fondue in Switzerland, Lamberto, what would you suggest? Look,
3: um, those are really my favourite one. They, um, I must say that in in certain uh, touristic localities, you do have actually a lot of Italians who move there and you can eat really, really well, like great risottos. But their charcuterie, so their mm-hmm. uh, cured meats are absolutely amazing. Um, they have this viande séchée uh, that's absolutely beautiful. It's like a little bit like Bresaola, no, the Italian Bresaola. so beef paste. but is. it's dried. It's dry dried beef.. beef. Yeah. Yep. but it's really it's it's nothing uh like something dry it's really soft it's really tender almost like prosciutto obviously it's darker because it's beef uh, they also do it with uh, with horse meat uh some people mm-hmm. you know found that a little bit um weird mm-hmm. um, I must say I'm, I I love them both in fact i prefer the horse one but that's just a personal a personal taste but uh that's really amazing and then even so are they
1: just eaten like a charcuterie uh, on a board or something? They do, yes, okay.
3: with, with cheese or also yeah. as an entree before starting the raclette. In the best restaurant, raclette, for instance, sorry, to go back to fondue. No, no, go, or go. One go. of the fondues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually almost like a degustation. So you're sitting at the table and they bring they bring you a few different types and then you can stick to one and, and you just eat you know uh, the whole evening so just before you start, you have a bit of a salad and a, and a and a and a board of charcuterie so where you have some salami uh, prosciutto and um, and uh, and the cheese so- and pickles Oh, pickles as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you have my attention ah, yeah. now. With yeah. raclette, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the Holy Trinity is raclette, so your cheese, the potato, and then the pickle. Oh, you'd need a pickle to cut through that, wouldn't you? Yeah. We do
0: Julia, along with your ketchup. <laughs> Before we let you go then, for our listeners, what, what we want you to do this very minute is to say, this is what you need to do to do a fabulous fondue over the weekend,
3: uh, the only the only uh, recommendation is um, don't buy uh, one for um, for cheese. Don't buy your, your um, it needs to be very thin because uh, the flame that heats up this hot spot this hot pot sorry um, can be quite uh, quite um, feeble or or, or or not hot enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want especially if you if you are attempted to rotate and do a fondue bourguignon and uh, and the chinoise, you really need quite a high temperature. So something that's really thin. So maybe aluminium. Or uh, a thin steel, yep. um, whereas for cheese you can you can go uh, with something a bit um, uh, that that cook more slowly. But the, so that's the main the main uh, uh, recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you buy something like that, then you can you can really do all four uh and then choose uh your three cheeses so mm-hmm. emmental, uh, comté, uh, gruyère, uh, a bit of white wine uh, to to melt everything and then um or meat um uh, again beef, a good quality beef. Mm-hmm. Um the darker the better. Um and um or uh for the chinoise just slightly thin as a carpaccio.
1: And importantly, what should we be drinking with the cheese uh, fondue, for example. So
3: with a cheese, I would go with a, with a Pinot, Pinot Grigio, Pinot Gris or a Riesling. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd avoid a Chardonnay. Um, and I'm, I love Chardonnays. Um, whereas um, with meat, I have very good uh, wine. Like, don't please don't save uh, on wine for, uh, for your fondue. Absolutely. Red, let it decanted. If it's a bit old, it's even better. Wow. Just really go all out.
0: And before we leave at the end of the night, do we… Indulge in some Swiss chocolates.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: it goes with that. What saying a way to what finish! A, what a way to finish! Yeah. That um, was amazing.
3: Thank you for. i On actually. that, on that yes.
1: delicious journey through, uh, through some the, the world of fondue. Incredible.
3: Well, thank you for having me, and uh, and I hope <laughs> I can uh, exchange the courtesy with uh, having you all um, for uh, fondue.
1: Oh to yes, you. thank you. Yeah. Well, we had the man mixing aperol spritzers. Why? Uh, why are we not I sitting here this. in front of a, a, a warming fondue? Uh,
0: ben can make sure we come over because he has a Swiss bank account so he can have us delivered and by chauffeur-driven car. I'm a
1: very keen amateur pickler as well, so I'll bring the pickler. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Lamberto, Thank you. Fondue, thank you. bring it out of your cupboard. Make sure you do or go and see if you can buy one or just to have a think about whether you would like to introduce that into your cooking. You know, we all have a, the repertoire allegedly that we all have is we have 12 dishes that we pretty much do over and over right. and then we introduce one or two later on. Fondue could become one, again, easy, quick and delicious. And yeah. if we learn how to pronounce them correctly, Ben, we will be really popular. Okay. Chinois. Chinois. Uh-huh. Chinois. Chinois is uh, fondue. It's, Chinois, uh, it's uh, female, feminine. So, okay. yeah. Chinois. There you go. It's a good woman. Listeners, hope you enjoyed that. Lamberto Di Gioia telling us all about fondue, taking us back to where we should be from what we used to do years ago but now making it modern again and more interesting, fabulous insights into Switzerland.
1: Yeah, and I love an interactive food, so let's get stuck in. Oh, Julia, that was a great episode.
0: Doesn't it make you think a whole lot of wonderful things about Switzerland you didn't think
1: before? Oh, my, my head's kind of swimming in visions of the Swiss Alps and, and chocolatey and cheesy goodness, yeah.
0: And <laughs> listeners, we hoped you loved it as much because we would like you now to rate us. Is that what we want them to do? Yeah, rate, them to. rate
1: and review the show, obviously, yeah, help other people find um, Taste Bud Traveller and, of course, subscribe for your weekly dose of travel goodness.
0: Isn't that terrific? Now, Ben, could we just walk out this door and discuss your Swiss bank account
1: on the way? (laughs) I'll have to um, speak to my people first to see if that's something we can discuss.
0: Speak to you next week.